Hello again, everyone. After a long, long absence, welcome back to The InDesigner, the video series that provides information, instruction, and insight to designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, graphic designer and author, and it's been just shy of five years since my last episode, which covered the announcement of InDesign CS5, if you can believe it, which wasn't even shipping yet. So, two more kids and several versions of InDesign later, I'm finally back. I've missed this, and I'm eager to jump right in, so let's begin. In this episode, I'll use grepfindchange to perform a specific task and hopefully help you boost your knowledge of and comfort level with this powerful feature. Specifically, I'm going to add breaks between groups of items in an alphabetized list that all begin with the same letter. So all of the A's will be separated from all of the B's, the B's from the C's, and so on. The benefit of using grep for this is that it's faster than doing it manually, it's consistent and accurate, and it's reusable. Once it's set up, you can save the find change query to use at any time on any list. In this document, I've got a list of 150 companies. It's already alphabetized, but I want to put space between each alpha break. Before I do this, I'll do what I always do when I'm setting up a grep query, which is to look for inconsistencies that could be a potential problem. And as with any real-world project, this list does have one upfront stumbling block that needs to be dealt with. Some of these company names start with the word the, like the Allstate Corporation here, and further down, the Coca-Cola Company here. They're properly alphabetized in the list, but for what I want to do, that word the at the beginning of the line is going to create a problem. My first step then is to bring these company names in line with the others by moving that leading the and the space following it from the beginning of the company name to the end. Once everything's done, I'll put them all back the way they were. Of course, to do this, I'll use grep and find change. So I'll hit Command F or Control F on Windows to open the find change dialog and I want to make sure that I'm in the grep tab. Before I start any grep search, I try to think it through or describe what I'm looking for. It helps me wrap my head around the concept. And what I want to search for is the word the that appears at the beginning of a line and is followed by a space. To describe the beginning of a paragraph, I'll go to the meta characters menu here to the right of the find what field. And I'll go down to locations, beginning of paragraph. That puts in the caret character. Next, I'll just type the word the, and it has to have an initial cap because all grep searches are case sensitive by default, and then I'll just type a space. I'll see what that matches so far by clicking find next. It finds the here, and here before Goldman Sachs, Goodyear, Hartford, and so on. But in order to take that word and move it to the end of the paragraph, I need to describe the entire paragraph. And each one of these company names is a paragraph, a line of text followed by a return. So I'll continue to describe the rest of the text on the line. From the meta characters menu again, I'll choose wild cards, any character, which is a period, and then add repeat one or more times, which is the plus sign. When I click Find Next, I'm matching the entire line of text for companies starting with the. Everything after the is described here as period plus, 
and it's different on every line. So I need to have whatever that text is remembered and put back in my change to expression. To do that, I need to make that part of my search what's called a marking sub-expression, meaning a smaller expression within the overall search expression that's marked for later reuse. Making something a marking sub-expression requires wrapping it in parentheses. I have to have this existing part of my expression wrapped within parentheses. If I select that and then go down here to match marking sub-expression, it's actually going to replace the period and the plus. It's just going to put in an opening and a closing parentheses. That's not what I want. So I'm in the habit of not relying on the meta character submenu for this and a few other things in grep. I'm simply going to get my cursor before that period, type an opening parentheses, then get it after the plus, and type a closing parentheses. So now my expression means any line that begins with the word the and a space and any text that follows it, remember that so that I can ask for it again later. Now let's put in what I want to replace this with. For the change part of this query, I want to take all of the text after the word the and the space that follows it and put it at the beginning, then append comma space the after the company name. Keeping the at the end makes it possible for me to find these same companies later on and put them back the way they were. First, I want to ask for all of that found text after the word the, the actual company name part. So I'll go into the change to field and then to its meta characters menu, I'll go down to found and choose found text one, which means the text found in my first marking sub-expression. I only have one sub-expression here, so that's found text one. I could have up to nine sub-expressions. And if I was asking for everything I found, not just a sub-expression, I'd choose the first option, found text. But I want found text one, which is expressed with the meta character combination dollar sign one. So now the company name will be the first thing at the beginning of the line, and I'm gonna follow that with a comma, a space, and the word the with an initial cap just by typing it in. I'll click find next to see what that gets me and it's found the company I already have selected here and let's click change to do a test. Now instead of the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company it's Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company comma the. So that works as intended and because it's fairly simple I'm going to trust that it's going to work everywhere. I'll click change all and it makes seven replacements. Now all of the companies in the list begin with the actual word by which they were alphabetically sorted. Next, I want to identify all of the groups of company names that begin with the same letter. Let's start with this piece by piece, thinking it through in grep terms. The first step is to define a line beginning with a certain letter. I'll clear out what I have here in find what and change to. And in the find what field, I will add the location meta character beginning of paragraph, which is the caret character. Then I need to describe a range of valid matches, in this case, any letter A to Z. That's what's called a character set, and it's defined by a set of square brackets. Whatever's inside those brackets is a match. You'll find character set under the match submenu, but choosing it only puts in the opening and closing square brackets. It doesn't actually define the range you're looking for. So I'm going to move my cursor back in between those two brackets 
And within them, I'll define any letter A to Z as A hyphen Z. Because they're uppercase and grep is case sensitive, it'll only match uppercase characters. But that's what I'm dealing with in this list, so that's okay. Let's see what happens when I start searching for what I have so far. I get an A at the beginning of this line, and the next, and the next, and so on and so on and so on, through all the A's and the B's and the C's, and this will go all the way through the list. Next, I need to describe everything that comes after that first matched letter. That's easily done by adding a period, meaning any character, and a plus sign, meaning one or more times. When I choose Find Next Now, I've matched the entire line. If I add a break character, which I can get from the Meta Characters menu under Break Character, Standard Carriage Return, I get Tilde B. And that's perfectly valid. However, I'm not a big fan of Tilde B because it's unique to InDesign. I use grep in many other places in my job, and in all of those places, the more common backslash R combination is used to describe a standard carriage return, or hard return. So that's what I'm going to use here instead. With that in place, when I choose Find Next, my matches include the text and the return. But it's still matching each company here one line at a time. What I'm trying to do here, though, is match all of the lines that begin with the same letter as the first one. In other words, my goal is to describe a line starting with a certain character followed by a line beginning with the same character, which is the letter defined in my character set here. So I need my search expression to look back within itself for something it's already found, that first letter, so that I can use it again. This is what's called a back reference, and it is not documented in InDesign or available from the Meta Characters menu. You just have to be enough of a grep geek to know you can use it. Before I can make a back reference to something, however, I need to identify something to refer back to. As I showed earlier in this video, that's accomplished using a marking sub-expression. In this case, it means wrapping my A to Z character set inside of opening and closing parentheses. Then I move to the end of my expression, then I refer back to that using backslash 1, which asks for my first marking sub-expression. In this case, it also happens to be my only marking sub-expression, at least so far. Let's see what I get with this search as it is now. I'll click Find Next, and it finds American Airlines all the way through the return and the first letter of the next line. If I step through this a few more times, you'll see it keeps doing that, but it won't match any lines beginning with different letters. Next, I have to describe all of the characters on the second line as well. Again, I'll do that by adding period plus at the end of the expression, which means any character one or more times, and then backslash R for a hard return. Let's see what that gets us. I'll click Find Next, and I get one two-line match after another. So I'm closer, but not quite there yet. There could be many lines starting with the same letter. There's no way to know. There could be four, five, a dozen, or maybe just one. It's entirely possible that certain letters, I'm thinking Q or X here, have only one company name starting with them. And one is tricky. If there's only one company starting with a particular letter, I'm not going to get any matches within that letter if I require that there be at least 
two lines starting with the same character, which is kind of what I'm doing here. I need to describe one or more additional lines that may or may not be there starting with the same letter. So how do I do that? First, I need to take this portion of my expression, the back reference to the first letter, everything following it, and the return, and make it a marking sub-expression by putting it within parentheses. The parentheses isolate this part of the expression as one unit. This makes it a bit like a math equation in which the numbers in parentheses get summed up before moving on to the next step in the equation. With that done, I can now add a repeat meta character to this whole sub-expression. And to cover all the bases, anything from no additional lines to a huge amount of additional lines, the repeat meta character that I want to specify is repeat zero or more times, which is expressed as an asterisk. Let's see what that results in when I click the Find Next button. That gets me this entire group of companies that begin with D. I was in the middle of the list of Ds, but I get everything all the way until the first line that starts with E. When I click Find Next, it moves on and gets me all of the companies starting with the letter E, then the letter F, and so on. Now it's time to determine what I want to change this to. If I simply want to add an extra line break between each group of companies, that amounts to adding a hard return before everything I found, but keeping everything that I found intact. I'm going to move up here to the top of the list again, and in the Change To field, I want to put a hard return, which is the additional line of space I want between each group of companies, and then I need to describe everything that was found up here. And I do that by going to the Meta Characters menu and choosing Found, Found Text. Because I don't want any little piece of it, I want everything that was found. And the Meta Character combination for that is dollar sign zero. When I choose Find Next, then click Change, there's now a return before this group of companies. I'll do it again, and it adds a break before the next group, and so on. I'm going to quickly undo that and put my cursor back at the beginning of the story because I want to test what happens if I choose Change All. This is where you usually discover what you didn't anticipate in any grep find change operation. When I click Change All, it makes 23 changes. But did it do everything right? Let's see. I'll close the Find Change dialog box, and for the most part, everything looks good. Even as I look down here, under Q, I avoided any problem related to a single company group. Qualcomm is the only Q company here, and I have the break that I want. But let's go all the way to the end here and look at Xerox. There's no break here. It's grouped with the W's. That's not because it's the only company starting with X. I know that because I successfully broke out Qualcomm by itself. The reason this wasn't matched was because there's no return after the company name for this last item. I'll show hidden characters, and you can see that that's just the end of the story. There's no return. My whole search expression depends on there being a return after the first company name in any alphabetical grouping. Since that's not the case here, it wasn't a valid match. Now, I could, and you could too if you were so inclined, spend a crazy amount of time trying to write an expression that will eliminate this problem. But the goal here is to save time, not consume it in the pursuit of perfection. 
especially when all it takes to eliminate this problem is to add a return at the end of the last name in the company list before running the search. That's far simpler than concocting some complex search expression, if one's even possible, to do everything perfectly. I'm pretty good at this stuff, and I gave up after just a few tries. To show how simple this is to fix, first I'll undo my previous change all operation and restore the list back the way it was. And then I'll come in here at the end of the line with Xerox Corporation and add the return that my search requires. I'll hit Command F to open the Find Change dialog again. There's my existing expression. And I'll click Change All. Now 24 replacements are made. And the last company name in the list was matched appropriately this time. So with this single grep find change query, I've successfully added space between all of the alphabetical groupings quickly, efficiently, and accurately. But is that really enough? If you're like me, the first thing you think of when you solve a problem is how to leverage what you figured out to solve another similar problem. In this case, you might be thinking, as I did, that you'd also like to add a heading above each group of companies that reiterates the letter they start with. Well, I've already got the building blocks to do exactly that in my original find change query, and I only need to make a minor tweak to the change to criteria. First, however, I'll do what you should always do with any useful grep find change query, and that is save it to your InDesign presets so you can use it in any document at any time in the future. To do that, I'll click the save query icon, and then save it with a logical name like insert breaks in alpha lists, or whatever you want to call it, and click OK. Now I can call on this from the query menu at any time I want to perform this same kind of operation. So let's keep going and modify the change to portion of this query to add the alpha break headings in between each letter. Now before I start running my variation on this query, I'll first undo the alpha breaks I originally put in, and I'll come down to the change to field and I'll modify the change to portion of this query to add the alpha break headings. When I initially described the first letter here as a character class, I surrounded it in parentheses to make it a marking sub-expression. It's the first sub-expression in our search, so to retrieve that first letter, I need to use the meta character for found text one. I want to put that in after my first line break, here in the change to field because I still want the break with the extra space. So after the backslash R, I'll put in my cursor and go to the meta characters menu to the found submenu and insert found text one. And that goes in as dollar sign one. Since I want it on its own line, another hard return expressed as backslash R should follow that dollar sign one meta character. Now you may notice that in the find what field, when I made a back reference to that same first letter, the syntax was backslash one. And here in the change to field, it's dollar sign one. That's an important distinction. A back reference within the search expression requires the backslash syntax. But in the change to field, references to found text use the dollar sign syntax. Now I've done everything I need to do here to insert my alphabetical break headings, as well as the space. So I'm going to go ahead and click Change All to see what we get. The search is completed. 24 replacements are made. 
and now I've got both the extra space between the alpha groups and a one-letter heading specific to each group on its own line. Once again, I'll save this version of the query for future use by clicking the Save Query icon and giving it an appropriate name, in this case, Insert Alpha Breaks and Headings in Lists. And I'll click OK. So now that's available to me from this menu whenever I want. Now before I call it a day here, there's one last step, and that's to restore the word the where we needed it at the beginning of some of these company names. Now that everything's set up the way I want it, it's time to get these company names back the way they should be presented. So I'm going to clear out everything here, and I need to do another find change operation, and this time I'm going to make sure I start at the beginning of a line using the caret character, and I'm going to start a marking sub-expression with an opening parentheses, type any character one or more times, which is period plus, and end that marking sub-expression with a closing parenthesis. After that, I'll type comma space the with an uppercase T. In the change to field, I'll transform what I've just found to the word the, followed by a space at the beginning of the line, then use dollar sign one to ask for the marking sub-expression back, which is the rest of the company name. This is a pretty simple search. I'm confident it's going to work, so I won't bother testing it. I'll just click Change All, and eight replacements are made. And here you can see the Allstate Corporation, the Coca-Cola Company, the Walt Disney Company, and any others that were found are all restored to how they first appeared in the list. So there you have it, a grep-based method for finding a range of items in a list that share the same first letter, then creating visual space between them with breaks, and adding alphabetical headings at those breaks if you need them. Now, you may notice, when I go all the way here to the top of the list again, that the one company that doesn't start with a letter, 3M, has remained unaffected by this entire series of searches. That makes perfect sense because I specified an A to Z character as the first character in my searches. Typically, numeric listings are all grouped together rather than broken out by digit because there tend to be fewer of them. And stylistically, some people prefer numeric items at the beginning of a list and some prefer them at the end. This particular query I've demonstrated here leaves numeric items untouched, since they're unlikely to be treated like alphabetical items in most cases. And if I want to manually add a header like a pound sign, that takes very little effort to do. I hope this gives you some insight into grep and its value as a powerhouse tool in InDesign. I should note that everything I've done here can be done in every version of InDesign, from the latest Creative Cloud version all the way back to CS3 when grep was first introduced into the application. To learn more about grep in InDesign, be sure to check out my comprehensive course on the subject, Learning Grep with InDesign, on lynda.com. And feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, at TheInDesigner, or by email at info at TheInDesigner.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy, and thanks for watching.